on this week's episode of Homo Superior. I mean, them just talking about how Dazzler's junk has gotten so much bigger. Junk in her trunk, <laughs> like her it is juicy so dumper, uh-huh. her juicy, juicy fuck, dumper, her juicy dumper. Loved it. It's like she's been working and she's been doing weights. It's the least sexy way to refer to an ass. Uh, a I'm sure uh-huh. I can find oh, a I less sexy so way to do it. Every, but, I dare you. Challenge. challenge that was accepted. the one panel that made Clark the smile. juiciest shit box. Oh god. Uh, the uh, ecto cooler. <laughs> Recto cooler. That's yeah. Yeah. you did. Yeah. Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Welcome to Homo Superior, where if you're Ryan Krull, you're not here. Issue 262, I'm Kaylin. I'm Clark. I'm Adam. And I'm Brent Wingate. And this week, Guardians of the Galaxy gets a double feature. We're talking about their Christmas special, and the trailer for Volume 3 just came out <laughs> as gay. <laughs> Uh, with season one, uh, season two, episode four of the X Men: The Animated Series, we find out whether it's better to be Omega Dead than Omega Red than Omega Bread. Ooh. Clark gives us the news in a way that's polite and respectable that you could take home to your mother. Plus, we've got some issues and uh, get ready uh, for the dark web storyline. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. So we've got some special issues and to get ready for the dark web storyline, we have a special. Dick deep dive into the original Inferno Saga comics in a new segment we're calling What's Kalen Goblin on? We're not really calling it that. It's the return <laughs> of class acts. <laughs> I can't hear you over all the Thanksgiving goblin. Thanksgiving was last week, you fuckers. <laughs> all right, but let's do some housekeeping. All right, so uh, if you didn't check it out yet, be sure to listen to our review of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. We really like the movie. Uh, I think it's a very good review. Um, not enough dick. I thought it was fine. The Thanks. movie or the review? I wasn't on the review. So, or the, uh, I didn't, so or I you weren't know. in the movie either? I was in the movie. I was in the movie. No, I, yeah, but they... they he I was the they edited they you, out. You, were, you were the junk in his trunks. Yeah. That they removed. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. All right. But more on that. Okay. More on that later, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's do our preview review. Uh, it's the third film in an epic, if sometimes imperfect, space trilogy with Peter Quill and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Will this be a dud like Return of the Jedi or a stud like Aliens 3 or Revenge of the Sith or Rise of Skywalker? A lot of failures in that trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) Will they find Gamora? Yes. Will they go for one last final ride? Also, yes. Will we get Rocket's backstory? Yes. But why? Also, Adam, are you curious about anything that's going to happen in this movie? See, I'm pro uh, Rocket's backstory. 100%. Yeah, His backstory is weird as fuck. I'm yeah. very I'm excited, excited for that. I also did it. Is it in the comics that he's uh, outcome of the high evolutionary? No. no that's no. what I think it's a good tie for me. I think I love the actor that's playing the high evolutionary. I forget his name, but I am quite disappointed in that look. Overall, the trailer left me feeling... I don't have anything funny, but Guardians uh, of the Galaxy, <laughs> the Galaxy, ma- Galaxy, oh, yeah. Marty, Mal, mate, whatever. What do you guys think? I mean, I'm very. Li- I'm looking forward to Rocket Raccoon stuff. I liked when um, Lady Lila showed up with she's the otter that appears. Yes. yes. I want all of his backstory. I want Blackjack O'Hare to be as weird as yeah. possible. He, remember he showed up in a recent X Men. Um, yeah, sure issue. Do. I just want all that strange. I forgot what it's called. I've had a weird journey with the Guardians of the Galaxy going back to the first movie. At first, I was like, how are they going to make this into a movie? Then I was like, oh, this movie's a lot of fun. And then the second one, I was like, oh, yeah, that was okay, I think. And then you look back on it, and you're like, eh. And then it's the Chris Pratt of it all. I'm annoyed with it. One, I'm just, it's this, like, 
waka 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 like you know sort of like approach to uh the mcu that i'm just getting kind of bored with specifically because i love the cosmic title so much and i mean uh, it's hard to judge just on one trailer but like the glimpses we saw of adam warlock i'm like eh the High Evolutionary, which is not even really a Guardians villain. Like, there's a bunch of it's other a like storyline. It's a storyline visit villain that they're just slamming together mm-hmm. versus like, oh, this is the old and Rogues Gallery. And it's not. He's not even that interesting a villain. Period. Like, I've never found the High Evolutionary yeah. to be that the interesting. The only reason he's a good villain is because of his costume in the comics. It's cool. Which isn't yeah. here in this. Right. Right. Clark, how a- would you describe him for our viewers that or listeners that may not have ever seen him? What do you mean his real costume? Yeah, like what does it look like? Just look big like fucking chrome, purple-headed, purple-bodied weirdo with like some a sort of mohawk. really long draping going on. He's like yeah. a Pepto-Bismol yeah, android. Dra- pink draping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is just some guy. Yeah. This Same thing with um Adam Warlock. He's just some guy. He's just some guy. He's just he just like yeah, Adam Warlock should look ethereal yes. divine giant haired totally golden Ver- like and just look angelic he was and- literally made by gold people that looked crazier than he did why doesn't he look well, in the comics look, he was all right so i mean it, in the show it, he was. it's one shot of adam Warlock. No. so it's over maybe we don't uh you know immediately assume it's going to be terrible who knows at what point that's happening not hair's not good enough now i don't be able to change that yeah. the thing i'm kind of looking forward to is i don't feel like i got <laughs> much from the trailer Agreed. as far as what the story is going to be about. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like, I worry that rocket is a kind of character that in the movie, it's more interesting to have mystery than if you went back and explored what caused his, you know, tragic backstory. I, I think it's mostly because there's so many things that it's going to be about. They're going to be wrapping up a yeah, lot. Yeah. Cause there's exactly. a, they really haven't they touched get on Gamora, Gamora in there, at and They all. have to yeah. get rocket story in there, which we, he's been wanting to write for the last three movies. Basically. And right. a giant yeah. tentacle monster from his back too. And yeah. Groot's got 17 guns coming out of his arms. And apparently this village of, uh, anamorphic, uh, well, those are uh people, from, they all have rocks on their sidewalks. That's, those are that's tied with the high evolution. Yeah. Animal people, but the rocks on the, in the suburbs. Yes. He makes rocks also. <laughs> It is, yeah, I'm like, is the high of, like, because you have the Gamora storyline, obviously they touched on that the least, so this was mostly the preview of the high evolutionary plus um, rocket storyline. So I do wonder, I'm like, is there another bad on top of that, or somehow she gets involved to help the high evolution, or like she fights again, like... also, James Gunn has become the he's become the he's head got of a twisted mind. With the twisted mind, of James Gunn, he has become the head of DC of yeah. like their like film and TV and animation. And so, at some point, I just think he's like, oh, I'm done with this now. And so, you know, it's there's a little bit of that like I've been there, done that, which we saw with Taika Waititi a little bit with mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, Love and Thunder after Ragnarok. It's like, hey, I am a talented director, but I'm just feel like kind of fucking around right now. This feels a little bit like him fucking around. I don't think that's the case at all. I think he's been so. This is like his passion project. For this the is last the one he wants years. to write. There's no way in hell he's going to finish it in a way that he thinks is just like I'm just going to have fun with this and just let it lie. I'm more worried that I think we are just potentially We're evolving down. out of that style because I don't think any everything that was shown in that makes me believe it's going to be just like all of his other stuff. And it's again, I think it works better now for the DC universe because the jokes can be more mature and more adult and more this. Yeah. I think to your point with the rapid advancement towards, you know, I talk about it all the time. I hate these fucking kids in my MCU movies. But I think by moving towards that family friendliness while also adding on a more and more comedic Marvel House style, 
starting to feel like I'm watching a bunch of fucking rock movies that they release in the summer. You know, like those the standard like Hollywood the action. Rock. Okay. Yeah, the rock. Sorry, not like <laughs> not the rock. rocks that they're throwing yeah, at the yeah, Guardians yeah. or like rock and roll movies. I want to see some rock and roll movies. But you know what yeah. I mean? It's like those summer block. Like they're starting to turn more into the summer blockbusters versus again, I Wakanda Forever had that balance to me of like true emotional yes. impact. I'm sure this will have it too. Obviously, I think we'll all cry when you know uh, Rocket has some sort of experience because it's just such a fucking cutie. But I just there's something about it, and it's it's the preview, so I'll just keep I'll hold my breath. But I, I will say I'll probably one, die. One positive thing is early in the trailer when you see like all of them come down, they're wearing their original outfits from Annihilation Conquest. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, that's cool. Like I like that little bit of uh, nostalgia. I'm gonna keep the faith, Clark, that you like you're mentioning, which is this is his like swat. He wants to do like knock it out of the park. So I'm assuming. It's just bad trailer editing to show you some stupid parts that random people would laugh I, at, and then the movie will be great. For me, every single second Chris Pratt shows up on screen, makes I, you angry. I just don't want to watch it anymore. Yeah, I mean, like... We'll talk about that in a bit. We but. will, but like when it's Rocket and Groot, I'm very invested. When it's Peter, Drax, unfortunately, and Mantis, I am completely whatever, and Gamora and Nebula are somewhere in the middle for me. The other thing to consider about this trailer, I think, is the movies have been sold on the wacky humor, and so that's the way the trailer is going to sell it, regardless of what James Gunn's actual vision for the style is going to be. Yeah, it could be great. I could be wrong. I could be eating crow next year. Love and Thunder had screaming goats. All they need is that some stupid pitch that'll make me crack up throughout the movie. I like the trailer for Love and Thunder more than the movie. Oh, I like. I don't really remember more. the trailer. All right, let's uh, go. On. MCU next TV. Let's talk about a show where Star Lord doesn't really exist that much. Uh, so we've got our weekly segment focused on the latest and greatest of MCU Disney Plus TV shows. We are getting down this week with the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special and X Men Toss season two episode four. Let's talk about this holiday special. Uh, the people that Kalen hates, Mantis and Drax, ruin and then yeah. save Christmas. I mean the holidays as they attempt to appease Star Lord with Kevin Bacon. See, I, I love Mantis the character in the comics, and I didn't really. I was fine with her in the second Guardians movie because I liked her, but she wasn't my thing. She was very off. This one was so fucking weird. Mantis is just shown it's a complete lunatic. So I really liked it because she was so fucking crazy. She's just like, um, you know, like, oh, well, we just smashed your car and beat you guys up. But this is like, um, we're, yes. we're even now that I've given you a candy Here's cane. This, was like, this is a lunatic. Cane. Yeah. And I was very happy when she's chasing Kevin Bacon. It's not just like the bouncing part, which we saw in the trailer, which was kind of dumb. Yeah. This woman is like slamming into fucking doors and walls and shit. <laughs> and like sat screaming one, like rip his head off. Imagine almost. you're a police officer and your car has just been flipped over. And one of your assailants hands you a giant candy cane and asks, is this a man? (laughs) (laughs) I will say there's when uh, she and Drax are in Kevin Bacon's house and like she's like crawling on the walls. It was very like hereditary. It was like a horror movie. I was like, what the fuck is happening? That's why I thought it was so funny. But she's also giddily screaming. Yeah. 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 the part where they want him to become like a, he wanted to be a good actor and he like become a character. And he's like, so how about if I, and he just goes into some weird accent and talks about Nazis, <laughs> all this stuff. And you're like, what is this movie? Yeah. It, this was, it was a bizarre, it was That's bizarre. Why it, for me. it was right up my, uh, yeah. like, there were parts of it. I enjoyed, I think 
again when it was Rocket like Rocket like his little moments and especially with Cosmo I like Cosmo Cosmo is great and um, we'll come back to that uh, I know not the way, way you wanted Cosmo to be portrayed necessarily but I like their little interaction I think that worked really well he likes it in a glass that could easily but fall like, but like this was like, like what a 40 minute special right yeah, it was definitely shorter than Werewolf like by Night yep. but they spent what felt like 7 minutes on the old 97's playing that fucking Christmas oh jingle. Oh, my God. It never it, ended. It just never ended, and it was not funny. The <laughs> and lyrics you never were not... wanted it to. What a hit song. <laughs> Why, they get Earth's traditions wrong. But what then we also had to suffer through Chris Pratt being like, what, that's not right. Bleh, bleh, bleh. Just throwing that in the middle of it. That also cost us like a minute of time of there, that damn song. Yeah, exactly. It is weird to... I mean, we already knew that most of the cast was not going to be in most of the movie, but it was weird to be like, and to your earlier point, like, I think... The the writing the jokes write themselves now at this point with like a Drax Mantis and you're like all right here they go they're gonna misinterpret something and they're gonna have a back and forth but I agree with like I felt like this was the first time that Mantis really actually showed up as a character versus just like one or two punchlines and then to that point it's like I the the concept of the holiday special got infinitely better once most of the cast left because it didn't have stupid shit like at the beginning like you were talking about. she yeah. went straight from like chaotic good to chaotic neutral so quick and this yeah, thing chaotic evil at yeah. one point when she's like give me oh give me all your money to that woman in like the nicest yes. way possible yeah. when she was supposed give to give her money. the map to the stars yeah brad you love this special why don't you talk about that i think it was fun it uh, it might be one of my favorite christmas specials agreed because of how short it is uh <laughs> most christmas movies are just exhaustingly so, long you, mean, and really you don't bad. like tim allen and the santa claus but wait a minute I arbitrary the war conflict. On i got yeah. a little bit choked up when uh mantis uh and well what's your peter had word, a, baby peter had a uh heartfelt moment about being siblings i thought uh, yeah. all right look, i was very happy for her that's kind I like of that. that's kind of cute i you know, it's not an important piece of Marvel lore to come out in this, but because <laughs> uh, it doesn't exist yeah. in the yeah. comics, it ain't more. They like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They were like well, it, you know, MCU stuff is separate. So uh, the other thing is that you know the Guardians of the Galaxies have finally have, they finally made it safe to say Merry Christmas again, which I think is the most important <laughs> I do part. Like it is the Santa Claus <laughs> war on it's Christmas. It's the holiday <laughs> special, and they mention no other holidays, holidays at all. It yeah, starts with like, Christmas, like, Christmas, 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 and Christmas. Christmas and it was a lose-lose, right? Like, if they called it the Christmas special, that everyone Drama. would end up in arms, and then they called it the holiday special, knowing full well that, like, why else would they celebrate other things? Because all it is about Peter having Christmas and back. There was also two other kind of emotional retcons. One was that, uh, it, in his first Christmas, Peter gave uh, what's his name Yandu, Yandu the little bobbleheads. That oh, he that collected. weird animated like thing. Yeah, I didn't love that animation style, but no. I not at all. Was that because they didn't want to put people in costume? Yeah, basically? and it costs yeah. money, and they don't want to do that. Well, so they hired <laughs> the cheapest artist they could find to make rotoscope. <laughs> and then, unimportantly, it shows how Peter Quill got his guns. Great. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> What's but, the point of that? But so like to be, I mean, we've read shitty X-Men holiday comics. We've read, uh, I mean, isn't this just the TV or MCU version of those shitty comics that we've bought and read and then been like, why that did was we drawn read at the that? beginning? No, any, I mean, just the entire concept itself. Like this was a one shot issue more or less. This could be, this is a comic. I feel like we could have read. I don't disagree with you, but this is now the second of these sort of one shots that uh, Disney Plus has done for the MCU. The first one was so good. I wanted the second one to be really good. I thought I thought it was fun. It was lighthearted. I, I I mean, 
I don't think there were was your any, expectations there was, low. Yes, because yes. that's what I mean. Mine super were super low, low yeah. so I loved it because I was like, because oh. I think Christmas is a low tier holiday, and also the Guardians of the Galaxy aren't the what's a high tier. Yeah, holiday I was just about to say, you? what's your top tier holiday? <laughs> go, around, go around, go around. What's it's the top tier? Obviously, S tier is like uh, New Year's Eve or Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving's A tier because you have to spend you time with your family. Put Thanksgiving. God, above I, don't, I mean, Christmas? my birthday's New Year's. I don't give a shit about that holiday. Yeah, Christmas is definitely like C tier at best. It's Halloween is the number one. Halloween, Halloween is an Halloween's trash a good tier. Uh, I don't know. Easter is pretty low. Easter is like shit. D tier. Uh, so it seems like you have like two good ones and the other ones are crap. They're just bottom. F tier, Valentine's Day. Shitty yeah, holiday. Yeah, that's the worst. Oh, yeah. Stupid. It's Dumb. so manufactured anyway. So yeah. uh, Actual real holiday that was co-opted. Uh, other dumb holidays, Father's Day, Mother's Day. Those are like D tier. They deserve a little credit. But daddy... <laughs> Uh, Arbor Day, B tier. Really good, good, ce- good thing to celebrate it? it. People should celebrate it more. Plant a tree. Arbor Four, Day, Fourth of July. What tier? Oh, that's high tier. That's a higher tier for me. It used Fourth to of be July. a higher tier for me before the United States became worse. Yeah, I'd give it a B, C. <laughs> Baby, it was always bad. No, I, I know, just, but I with Trump, with bad. Trump now, I'm like, I don't want to celebrate. <laughs> I just like having get drunk on my own. Right. This day off, seventeen seventy-seven with it my friends. <laughs> And like get drunk no, yeah. and like have barbecues, and that's why. So, First of all, triple S holiday is Pride Month, so let's just lock yes. that down. Pride, pride Day, Pride, Pride, Pride S tier, easy. Yeah. Except by July 1st, I hate every one of you. Oh faggots. yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. Well, I stopped going to Pride a while ago. So Memorial Day, do you, it's good. <laughs> who, who cares? Um, do, <laughs> which is also do, a weird thing to say. Do you? Did veterans. you like the uh, the fact they went to an inadvertently went to a gay bar in yeah, the movie that, that we are cute. talking that about right cute. now? But it was not gay. I think it was like inclusive because it was definitely there were gay well, people. Well, it has to be because that's what they do. A highly emotional woman and a guy who can't take a hint. Yeah, a straight guy who can't take a hint. <laughs> that, that is a gay bar. <laughs> that is a gay bar. Yeah, and a bar and a bartender. Not bartender. Excuse me. A bouncer who doesn't really give a fuck. Oh yeah. 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 Any other big thoughts? How do you think this will play into? I do want to say. <laughs> And then we're going to be negative. But anyways, the point of Cosmo to me is to have the cutest oh, yeah. little weirdo character with the, the opposite cute, like the gruffest, grossest Russian extreme voice. And the fact they made her have such, I mean, I like her Cutesier, a lot, more. But it is yeah. such a cute, nice little voice, even if it has a tinge of, of Eastern European to it. It still doesn't have that growl, growl or interestingness. You need the contrast. Th- there's no contrast there. Yeah. It's exactly puppy. the same thing. And that dog is way too young. That is like a six-month-old dog. It's very, very. That is not a dog. That's a fucking puppy. You can see. It's just. I didn't this like is it. The, I didn't it's like the it unhealthy at all. standards that Hollywood has. I know. Yeah. Look at this thin it's little the, slim creature. It's the kid factor that Adam hates. <laughs> it it's really, like it's a puppy. Yeah. It's way it's too it's all fucking cute. Dog. It's all to drive kids into the product rather Anyways, than to. Hated it. Yeah, let's get Liam Neeson or something. He could do uh, that. Yeah. I mean, I knew I would like dislike it, but I wish she had the intense accent that she had in um, Borat too. Mm. Oh yeah. That would have that I've been totally fine with that. They just it just was it was too nice and too easy. Well, yeah. speaking of really heavy accents that are poor, Ooh, let's baby. talk about Red Dawn from X Men. <laughs> I think say Red Dog, and I'm Red like, Dog. yep, Clifford. You Wait, know Clifford. That spells murder backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Colossus and Dark Star guest star 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 in an episode that the X Men face Wolverine's old foe, <laughs> an international supervillain because he has tentacles. 
Omega Red. What is that sentence? I, I think uh, I might so have pressed something No, wrong. I literally wrote in star 17 it, times because I was like, this oh, is funny to me. It, Did it, you? Okay. Dark, get dark star, guest star, star star. Okay, yeah. perfect. Uh, for a critical review of that question, what Adam was trying to do was replicate the feeling of having every energy sucked out of your body. <laughs> yeah. Um, well... I, well, I was just going to say, like, before we get into real thoughts on this, like, before we get I, into real, real thoughts, thoughts Peter yeah. Liana, explain to me how the fuck someone like Omega Red would be considered an actual world taker. Like, obviously, he's like semi impenetrable, but the dude can't fly. He can just walk around on tentacles. Like, like, why is he positioned as such a horrible yeah, big bad? Don't give him a plane like, ticket. He's stuck. I mean, just oh. in my mind, partially, is that Russia has a shit ton of nuclear weapons, and if he can take over Russia, then he can then destroy he the world the immediately. It's, it's, it's the Chernobyl effect. But uh, First my, you get the Russia, then you get the, the, the missiles, then you get, then you get, you get the, the money, <laughs> and then you get the women. Um, no, my nickname for this, uh, my nickname for this uh, episode was uh, Putin on the Ritz uh, because <laughs> this very much felt like uh, like you know hey post like you know Cold War hardliners dealing with that like Dark Star represented um, you know like Glasnost uh, and like you know Boris Yeltsin and like uh, Omega Red was all the former KGB people mm. where Putin like eventually came from and rose to power many years later my real question though is when did Jubilee get the power to remove graffiti <laughs> listen <laughs> The fact that they found something she's useful for, I was genuinely impressed you, by. So, but that's never been her power. It's not like it Windex. It doesn't matter. It's, it's no, they're pressure stupid washing. Stupid character they just shove into everything. And she's Kayla, dumb. there's literally pieces pieces of people's costume changing color between scenes. I so I don't think get the that, show but, is going to get this but the power. Whose power was that? So, so, but to that note on that part of the episode, did you see when Jubilee was like I fucking Colossus hardcore like she jumped into his arms and she's like this is my old friend Colossus and they did kind of build like I always I did make realizing it on rewatch I'm like obviously she's the kitty the POV character Mm -hmm. yeah do you ever think that like it feels like they probably Uh, tossed that around character character. Uh, that they I don't know I was like oh would this be the shadow cat like were they trying to grow that relationship I think that's a really good point I think that's a very good perspective that was a lot that was a lot of intense eye contact oh yeah after being saved Uh, where are you going (laughs) those accents my god it was like it was like Yakov Smirnoff times 17 (laughs) every time I see magic in the comics all I hear is that fucking voice actor going Elia (laughs) I also that that moment was great when the tractor was going to hit Ileana, but she got out of the way and then Colossus destroyed the tractor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was right from the comics. Uh, the little girl like barrel rolling out of the way. Yeah, but but he didn't destroy the com- the tractor first, saving her. No, 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 no. He well, he yes, in the comic he did, and <laughs> yeah. she was a little. She, she was already a teenager in this in the cartoon, mm. but in the comic she's a little girl, right? And so he like do- he like stomps it, and then Professor X comes and says. Come with me to America and join the X-Men. Come with me if you want to win. Come with me. In America. Come with me if you yeah. want to win. Yeah. Uh, Kaylin, what do you think of the geopolitics of saying um, <laughs> the Soviet Union uh, let those countries go? Uh, pretty, pretty controversial. Yeah. Pretty controversial. It was, so, it was so intensive that for a second I was like, oh, well, this is a Fox Kids show, so they'll just come up with some different country and make fun. I'm like, no, wait, this is Russia. I forgot. That's his entire background. Yeah, it has <laughs> to He's be. reclaiming the countries that the Soviet Union let go. Oh, my yeah. God. And so this was like, what, 1993, right? Yeah. Or early 94? Yeah. I mean, this is going through like the turmoil of Eastern Europe because you had not only... 
uh, the former Soviet republics kind of going through their own thing and like struggling for independence. You also had the balkanization of the former Yugoslavia, like like and you some had weird uh, shit Omega Red on. running around sucking the life out of people <laughs> with his goddamn tentacles. You also yeah. think these fucking writers were like visiting their local library to do full research <laughs> on what was going on in Russia. Also. also we didn't get any Savage Land stuff with Professor X and Magneto, even though it was in the previously on. Yes, they have that full head up. I do. Wait, no, we because we got the. There's a little bit. We got the T Rex fight. Yes. Uh, where uh, thankfully oh, yeah. there's a bunch of geysers that uh, Magneto and Eric can run around. Wander around, yeah. Uh, they can chase the T Rex, and the T Rex can chase them <laughs> in a yakety sax type fashion. I, I've so actually the geysers <laughs> ready to go off. <laughs> put that song on now. Yeah. So that gave, like, that did give me the Don't game idea. I put Tango on the counter, and then threw his uh, toy at him until he walked into the sink, and then I turned the sink on and said, "Look at you, idiot!" <laughs> yeah. and then I ran away. Follow <laughs> me, you giant green lizard. <laughs> All right, well, that was a stupid episode, and I can't wait for next week. Yeah. The one thing I really liked about it, uh, I'm going to do this, yeah. is that when I first saw it, I it Dark Star really intrigued me. Yeah, you liked and her. From, Great throw from in. that moment on, I really, and Maverick liked, was I really also liked featured. Dark Star since that point. Yeah. Even if she's appearing in nothing, yeah. I still like will support her whenever Dark she pops Star. up for half a second. You love a gremlin-like female character. What do you mean a gremlin? She's not a like, gremlin. No, 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 like in the background, like one of those background characters. But they oh, I love like, the hidden yeah. vixens. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I mean, I know there's no real cost to it, but it's fun to see them throwing characters that haven't been in any other media yeah. if you've not consumed yeah, the show yeah, first. Yeah. Uh, that like, what's his name? Maverick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love seeing him a lot. In uh, this. And, uh, you know, I think picking Omega Red as a villain at all, just, yeah, all right, great. Love Omega Red was a brand new villain at that point. Too. I hope y'all are yeah. fucking ready because I know we're going to catch up at some point when we probably have like a two-parter. But I'm our weekly rewatch series is now one slightly behind as we're recording it. And next week is Gambit's episode to the Bayou. So get your... No, it's not. Next week is Alpha Flight. You're fucking right. Oh, no. Shit. Well, well, then the week after that because weeks. I caught up too much. <laughs> we'll do the two-parter together. Like the one with like uh, Cable and... Uh, Love that. Uh, yeah. We'll keep and loud mouth. Sure. Keep your ears peeled because we're going to Canada and yeah. then we're going to the bye. <laughs> keep keep your ears peeled, but but before you peel your ears, it's some chaos. Oh, chaos magic. Uh, next, <laughs> doing what? You mean it's my turn? Next, okay, next so it's the have, news yeah. time now. Yeah. So Crimson Hemsworth has stated that the next Thor outing needs to be dramatically different, if only for his own sanity, and also because no one really liked Thor: Love and Thunder. I'm completely Light open dead. to returning if there's something unique and fresh and unexpected with the character in the world, he has said. Um, Brent, we've had boring Thor and comedy space rock opera Thor. What do you think comes next and what do you want to come next? I was actually more surprised that he made a statement about that at all, given his diagnosis. Right. Yeah. Uh, mm. I believe it's... Did it, you talk about that last week when I wasn't here? We no, did not. we didn't. Um, so is the Chris fact has, that both of his grandparents, two of his grandparents, like the, yeah. one on each side, has the... Um, Gene for Alzheimer's. Yeah. And he said he said broadly that he was stepping back from acting. I can imagine that that motivates him, especially on Thor. But I don't know. Depending on the millions of dollars that he'll be offered to do it, he might just take the role no matter what. I mean, he wants to do a last one. I was yeah. going to say, that feels... If this will be the last one. That feels... This kind want, of yeah. feels different than just taking on other... Because he hasn't... He ha, I mean, he was on some... Sh what, Spiderhead or some It's shit? a role like, that he said he would do for the rest of his life right. if he could. Um, no. I don't, clearly, I, don't know what, I don't know what the vision of Thor is, you know, outside of... I mean, it's like... What I would really want is for him to continue doing this role forever and eventually actually ascend into the position of being 
ruler of Asgard. I was gonna say, why can't we have like take Dottie Kate's Thor, Thor type and stuff? It, I mean, he doesn't know what they're gonna do, whether he's even invited back. But clearly, if they have Loki going on, there's no way they're not gonna close uh-huh. that <laughs> chapter ever between the two of them. I would love for the next movie to be uh, hand the hand Mjolnir over to Beta Ray Bill. And Beta Ray Bill wild, and I'm so into it. Beta Ray Bill becomes like he's the Thor moving forward, and I mean, obviously Jane Foster is still around because she's in Valhalla. But Beta Ray Bill is a child, right? Because sure. you gotta have the kid. Yeah, right? you gotta, you gotta have the big kid. Yeah, you know, that, kids his with daughter is Beta Ray Bill. Thunder, Thunder <laughs> gains like a giant horse face at <laughs> yes. some point during the next. Adventure. I her name was Love, and he was Thunder. Oh yeah, that too. Uh, yeah. Well, she becomes no, Thunder. It's thunder and see? Thunder, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> her middle name is Thunder. <laughs> yeah. Or you could do War of Realms. And just like do like something batshit with all nine realms. Bring all the people. Well, who back. would be your villain if if Malekith is dead? Um, greed and malice. Mm. Like I actually mean the actual things. Of greed oh. and malice. I still want to know where the fucking enchantress is. Yeah. I bring, bring back Hella. Yeah, they need to, yeah. yeah. Give her the hammer. At Get the those end three. When now that she's a sibling in this universe, and bring all those three siblings together again. Yeah, that works. It's three's company. All right, something that I called Dick Switcheroo because I couldn't <laughs> think of something better to say. And we've, this has been going on for like two weeks now. But after someone released pre-special effects images of Namor's green diaper crotch, mm. showing unacceptably, uh, an acceptably sized pulge instead of the flat nothing that we received in Wakanda Forever, the internet was in a tizzy. Namor star Tenoch Huerta has joked that the flat no-dicked version was actually him and that special effects was to add the bulge. Everyone in the world, every man in the world, we have fragile masculinity, he said. But that turned out to be a joke, and Disney does actually want to have... It was like reverse reverse? Yeah. Yeah, Disney wants to have this Ken doll crotch. So I um, still stand by our post then. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So knowing the character's crotchal region myself very well, and because the gay community as it is, I just expected some big dick speedo print from the very beginning. And then even with this, like, this is what his bulge is, that's why I kind of half believed that it was actually the original, the the flat one instead of this one. Okay. (laughs) What do you guys expect from penises in um, the Marvel Universe? <laughs> well, if Adam Warlock doesn't have the biggest hog yeah. <laughs> in the galaxy. Should be Adam Warcock. Well, because like, yeah. it is a good, is every, I mean, now not with the. Adam Warlock. Not with the, the one shots, I don't think. But like, we're right, we're not even, are we even getting a ton of uh, topless energy? Because every fucking Marvel movie always had some dude topless turning around at I some mean, point. I mean, this is the character that needed all of this. Big this dick. this character needed the most energy. sexual energy, yeah. period. Big yeah. dick, like shirtless. The the fact that we, we t- I mean, even that, who's that piece of shit crater that was like, even I have a better body than Tino Cuerta. I remember. The, oh, God. Who was that? Was some Rob Layfield? No, it was some like sixty-year-old guy who did Chris comics for a long time. Anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. That was like yeah. a big thing for a little bit. But like, I mean, he's hot. Yeah, no, he's Jennifer super hot. Super hot. Like, but they just didn't do enough with like just showing he off his body, exude. like the character is. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was. I was funny because in the movie, I did like their growing kind of relationship conversation. Like their alone time Shuri. was really. Yeah, but yeah. sure, it was really interesting. But it was like to your exact point, like. Where is the enthrall? Like, if he is gonna come back as he should for the like connected to Fantastic Four, he's a fucking like war god. He's not swooning anybody unless they like the, completely this character, twist this character, his character. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. He needs yeah. to be oozing, ooze it. They might reset him though, just like they've done for a few characters. But like, it's a, gonna be a jump for this kind of thing. Here's yeah. here's who I want. Uh, I want when that Reed Richards appears 
to just have a, giant a just giant penis all the time, and no one ever mentions it. Wong, wong, yeah, wong. <laughs> he's just, just spinning it around, stretching it around, <laughs> playing <laughs> with it, chewing on it like it's a pencil, setting it. In but his he's ear. A, but he's but he's Namor's beta cuck, even yeah. with that giant inflatable stretchy penis. Sure, Sue Storm is there. Oh, cuck, cuck it up. <laughs> no, but what happens is so he's walking around like that, right? Yeah. And then but but then Tenak Horta shows up and there's like nasty Kendall pants, and yeah. he's like, "Don't worry." I've been holding back. <laughs> he rips his pants <laughs> off, and then it's full speedo thong back or, with like giant dick. Just or so like, there's around. some problem that they have to. There's some narrow cavern they have to get through, and they're like, "We can't fit through." The only person who can is flat dick Namor, and he has to slide through <laughs> between crack. two. Oh, oh we're looking for the Mariana yeah. Trench or whatever. Uh, I see that. What's, what, what, what what kind of animals have like the dick that like retracts inside of them? Dogs? So many. Right, So many. Well, why can't he be one? He's like part fish or some yeah. shit. Well, there's He's plenty, not really. But look, there's plenty of uh, <laughs> mammal. There's plenty of sea mammals that have yeah, that. Yeah, don't. Because fish, right. Dolphins, there you go. whales. Do it. The Give it. So maybe that's the case. Maybe his penis is retractable and prehensile. All right, we'll ask him. He'll, he'll probably answer. Kenuk, <laughs> if you're listening, and I know you are, answer this question. All right, a new thing, uh, which was not a new thing at all, because we've been gone for two weeks. Uh, last week, we found out Bob Chepek is out, and Disney CEO Bob Iger is back in, the previous Woo-hoo! one, which is exciting. Uh, the dumb Republican-loving Chepek, who basically ruined his own shit and cost the company a shit ton of money by being way too talkative about both funding and then not funding Republicans, which caused Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to take away so many tax credits that they had, uh, basically ruined everything. But what people liked is the fact that he liked mature-rated productions, and he wanted Daredevil, Daredevil dead and loving it <laughs> to be one of those number. Um, Brent, uh, with a more PG-13 sensibility, are you concerned Iger might take Daredevil, the secret they use, into tween territory? You know, it's. I'm so glad you asked me this question uh, because I understood what any of those Daredevil properties are. It's not a Daredevil property. He's making sequel joke properties. Gotcha. you got to learn your sequels. Yeah. Secret of the Ooze. Or the Squeakquel. Um, it's change the mutant Naturals movie. Slow down, you're going too fast. I don't have anything to say about this other than, gosh, it looks really bad that everyone's cheering you when you lose your job. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a fucking tool! Get out of here, chap. Speaking of Chris Eliza, um, anyways, sorry. Go ahead. What else is I, there? I, do, do, do you guys have any other thoughts? Yeah, about yeah, do, that? Are you excited? Are you not excited for him? I so. Obviously, I love the Netflix Daredevil series, especially season three. I think that was such mm-hmm. a great show. But I also like lighthearted Matt Murdock in She-Hulk. He did great so, in that, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just happy that Charlie Cox is back, and I'm happy to be watching Born Again when it comes out. I mean, what? There's like fucking 37 episodes coming out in this season? They yeah. could probably afford yeah. a few a movie. dark ones. And a movie. <laughs> I mean, does it make Disney less inclined to continue properties like Deadpool being R? No, because well, I think he, they're going to realize it's a different revenue stream, and they're going to say, oh, because for the people like, well, we didn't love Deadpool 2 either, but for the people like us who are aging out of the, why there's so many goddamn kids in my Marvel movies, like, they're going to have to grow it. They're, I could even, they're not going to do it, but like, I could see them saying, let's fund like a Marvel Knights series, like kind of yeah. version, and pick like four movies a year or four movies a phase where they're like intrinsically much darker than that, and then have a lot of, I would bet. I don't know which way it shows up, but it's either going to be there's going to be more movies like that or there's more TV like that. But I'm sure they'll find a way to make back and say, oh, that's an, that's going to give us more viewership. And the Blade stuff is clearly, clearly going to be. I should hope that. so. That'll be real bad. Based on know. Werewolf by Night, that wasn't like a complete comedy laugh right the entire time. No, it was definitely 
campy, but also Spoopsy. horror. Yeah, horror-y. So in further Daredevil news and talking about your like teeny bopper bullshit, yeah. um, rumors of White Tiger appearing uh, keep uh, gaining steam with Wednesday, Adams uh, slash Scream, whatever's Ginny Ortega possibly in talks to play the role. Um, Adam, as we playing with Marble <laughs> Snapple all the time, White Tiger is caught up in the whole internet fever of that. Are you looking forward to her shoving a seven-point tiger your, your way? way? Yes, <laughs> definitely one of the best characters in the game. So I assume at some point she'll just throw out tigers <laughs> that'll land in other spaces and stay there and then they'll lose. Um, I don't... She was actually... like She was much more interesting in Scream than her sister who played the main character. So on the plus side, I'm like, I actually like her as an actress and would be interested in seeing was it. Was she like the first girl? She was the first kill, yeah. 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 But not uh, really kill. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, but it's in general, like... it. I mean, I don't... It's kind of like the idea of like, well, where she, will she fit? Because she won't be Young Avenger unless they decide to do that. Was she... Wet, like, did she do West I mean, Coast at all? They've got 7,000 Young Avengers. No, she's more of like... They're uh, going to do the 50-state initiative with Young Avengers, I think. Yeah. White, White Tiger, uh, if you join any of the main teams, did like the Mighty Avengers team mm -hmm. with like Blue yeah, Marvel yeah, yeah. and... Because I'm But I just mean... I, I'm, I think she's older than she is, but like she just looks she's really She's older than she, she is. She looks like an eight-year-old. She looks... That's what I mean. Like she just looks so young and that's partly why she's looks like she's playing in Wednesday. Like she looks like yeah. an actual high school student. So I don't know. I'm not in love with it but i she was actually i know she was added into just like young nova in a spider-man cartoon show mm -hmm. yeah. so i could see yeah. them playing up that angle where maybe she teams up with like the spider-man of it all with the tom Holland, yeah. you know so but yeah she kind of crosses a uh, white tiger crosses the street level mystical and like more bombastic superhero stuff. i'm about to turn scarlet witch up in here though and say no more young avengers oh yeah seriously <laughs> i'm about done give me give me um wiccan and hulkling and then i'm good I'm good to go. <laughs> Carve out the rest. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the final thing, this is one of Ryan's, like this may be stupid, but basically uh, an unofficial Miss Minutes Twitter account. She is the orange timekeeping <laughs> An unofficial Miss Minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> From <laughs> yeah. Loki. So anyways, an unofficial Miss Minutes Twitter account. <laughs> I, I'm not set on Greenwich Mean Time. <laughs> tweeted Ryan Reynolds with, hey there, Deadpool. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds responded with, hey, hi, Miss Minutes. And then cue pages of text declaring the crossover between Loki and Deadpool is a sure thing and will definitely be happening. Everyone's talking about this, and I'm like, it's from an unofficial minute fucking Twitter account. And Twitter is fucked up now anyway, so I don't even give a shit. Oh, my um, God. So is this is Elon Musk, like one of his, like, many <laughs> Is this actually going to happen? Do you want it to happen? and uh, Or is this just an unofficial page wanting to cause chaos? Why do I believe that it's Ryan Reynolds tweeting back and forth <laughs> right. himself. I was wondering that too. He's the one who made them. <laughs> I just stir, stir up excitement. Hey, who else are they going to get for this movie? To pitch over. I mean, I will say too, like it does kind of make sense of all the people like fourth wall breakers, I would assume would at some point pull in some level of variance authority. So I well, kind of enjoy that element if it was going to become real. Pretty much all the appearances of the time variance authority in the actual comic universe 616 is from Deadpool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, so all, I mean the, Loki of it all made no sense from the beginning yeah. until you actually watched it, and then it was a whole different thing. I don't know what wait, story. Wait a minute. Be wait a minute. Miss Minutes is actually here. Uh, what are you doing here, Miss Minutes? Well, hi, y'all. I'm just here to join the podcast to talk about my newest product, Miss Minutes Stopwatches. They're the only watches that work underwater. Are you going to be in the movie or not, bitch? 
frankly, I think it's none of your goddamn business. <laughs> right. And I wish you'd stop harassing me. All right. And that is when the lights went out in Georgia. <laughs> All right, Miss Minutes, get out of here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was the sound of my butthole collapsing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear God. Let's get to the issues. Our weekly recap of all things X. This week we've got X-Men number 17, X-Force number 34, and X-Terminators number (laughs) 3. Say it with some heart. Come on. We're having fun. Sex Terminators. So X-Men number 17, we've got Jerry Duggan, Joshua Kassara. Forge's foray into the Children of the Vault's Lair wraps up with Darwin as Code, Old Women Laura Freed, and Serafina Wigless. What do you guys think? I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, I it's a very enjoyable storyline. I wanted to see more of Children of the Vault, but I'm also I'm also glad that they just teased enough of it because mm-hmm. they need to be perennial sort of in the background villains. I think for the X Men. Did you like Serafina's RuPaul? I can't wait to see how this turns out. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. I love it. She's <laughs> like, I like you. You're a little bit of an agent of chaos, just like me. Go forth. <laughs> I, I like you. You knew my name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, I just like her original costume and style so much that it just felt. Wasn't there another metallic out. lady that was part of the Children of the Vault? Like one of, during one of uh, was it Jason Aaron? Like whenever they came back, like the second time, I swore there was like some other woman that was just like. I don't metal, remember. metallic. Yeah, metal. like did, I, uh, I love the me- hair. Metal yeah. Mario. Right. I just liked her outfit so much, and yeah. like the, you could tell that it was her in this because there was some stripe striping on the legs but yes. it just didn't do it for me um you guys sink wolverine are back baby how are we feeling about that uh i really like that panel of it's them very making cute. it it was really cute fun reveal to instead of having i genuinely thought all right they're getting synced to uh go back into a fight and then it's ah oh, this sweet little moment yeah what a surprise that was a cute it was really good. Smi- and i love the fact so now she's got like some like 22 year old to fuck instead of whatever right. age he had ended up <laughs> becoming with him. yeah but so chrono what is she 500 yeah, yeah. she's like yeah. 500 years older than him yeah. now i also really like the uh interaction between forge and caliban mm-hmm. like i thought that was absolutely yes. great it's a really good version of like a three because it was three issues, right? Three or four. Like yeah. just such a like everything really did work. It was like a nice little sub miniseries that I think everybody got their end. The ending with Forge and Caliban, I thought was yeah. great. Like everyone really grew, like learned something. It was nice. Yeah. Seeing Forge, I think part of the the exciting part of this story uh, of the X-Men run currently is that not only are there second chances, but that people have to own up to things that they've done before Correct. or change in some way. And Forge in having this conversation with Caliban at the end, I thought was a great way of reflecting how someone like him who will have p- secret plans and operations will not go too far like someone like Beast might. That you read my mind completely because it is such a good contrast with like like how deep down the villain hole that Beast has gone. Right. Which well, is a great segue. Well, exactly. I was going to say, speaking of people that are beyond redemption, let's talk X-Men, X-Force 34, Benjamin Percy, Chris Allen. Sage's drinking problem gets explored as Beast operates the newest super secret don't tell anybody jail run by none other than Maverick. Why are there so many super secret don't tell anyone jails in Marvel Comics? I mean, he started out saying, I want to make a an X-Men, a mutant CIA. The fact that they have a black site, I think, Fucking finally. Great. Yeah, it's Guantanamo, you know, and so which makes a lot of sense. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The pit is the sanctioned thing for mutants. I want something not just for mutants. I want something for humans, Anybody. for aliens, for everybody, and I want to meet out the justice I want to do. I love the infographic page between him and Sage, the back and forth. It's like, uh, Beast, uh, 
what is this hundred billion dollars that you were spending on? <laughs> and he's like, baby, don't, don't worry, worry about, about it. it. Don't worry about it. I'll get, I got your I'll get favorite back. alcohol. Go yeah, drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's uh, this thing from Nepal. <laughs> he he rolls the, the bottle of alcohol away. Yeah. It feels weird to me that there's nobody on the council. Nobody knows this. I mean, it doesn't seem like very CIA. That like it no one's running so them. It's so subterfuge that it just seems like some rando psycho that everyone knows and well enough. It reminds to me a lot of, uh, even though he's a piece of shit now, but Warren Ellis' Stormwatch, which was the precursor to his authority, where he had like the official Stormwatch team, and then there was the Stormwatch Black team, which was Jenny Spark, uh, uh, Jack Hawksmore, and uh, Swift, who all ended up being on the authority. And that team was completely kept up off the books. Like nobody else knew about them. They really went in and just did the shit that nobody else really could. And so, yeah, they call it the CIA, but I feel like this is Charles allowing Beast to do whatever he wants, but wants you know total you know plausible deniability here. And he's like, I don't want. I want you to go figure this Charles out. Charles doesn't give a fuck. He's like, well, he, Charles. Charles you know. is Charles is more like he gives a fuck. He just doesn't want to know about right. it. That's very two very different things. But I just well, mean like he his whole intent is trying to keep Krakoa together. He like doesn't want to have his hands dirty, but he's like, yeah. Well, in a few weeks we'll talk about Charles because of that. Um, Charles Marvel Unlimited X Men yes. series is going into his details with him right now. Yeah, I, I think there's another reason why this could grow and fester, and it's because. There is so much power in Krakoa and there are so few people who are actually operating it that you can be very easily distracted and not be paying attention to any of the number of problems that are boiling over. I think probably worse is that when you sum up all the issues that the X-Men face, they're not dealing with any of them. It just keeps building and building. Well, that's the council was so busy. Got, talking about the exterminators, and we'll talk about them. Oh, in a well, I was gonna say before we leave X Force, I did like seeing uh, Solemn and um, what's his face, the pirate. Yeah, Sirius Black. Sir, Sir, yes. Sirius Black. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I can never remember. Severance. His name. Severance. S- Severance. Yeah, uh, I love that. Like basically, because X Force is so bad, or Beast specifically is so bad that these guys who have been antagonists in like Wolverine are kind of like they're kind of the good guys. Yeah. It's very dirty dozen. You know, or like the fugitive or whatever, like breaking out of prison. Well, it also shows how effective, you know, Beast is that he can get and capture all these people who otherwise are just running around and that they now have a vested interest in stopping him preemptively before they're caught. Did you like that every mercenary from Maverick's team looked like they teleported out of a 90s Jim Lee comic? Like they (laughs) all had the worst design. (laughs) Oh, completely. (laughs) Completely. The thing I don't like about this, I mean, I like how fucked up Beast has gotten because it's just interesting and laughable, is the fact they had to give Sage an alcohol problem in order for it to work. Yeah, because otherwise she would have been on it. It happened too quick. This has been like five issues of alcoholism when we've had 30 issues this this comic. It should have happened sooner if this was going to be a big arc for Beast coming up. It should have been going down far sooner than it did. Yeah, I agree with that. It just seems silly and too quick. I concur. Well, what else is too quick is this issue of Exterminators number three ending, because I loved it so much. Leah Williams, Carlos Gomez, Vampire's Face, Boob Punching, oh my. What do you guys think? Uh, uh, you go. You guys say you liked it, and I say I won't. Why? Um, I mean... <laughs> and I, that's the podcast. Let's I just mean, go. I mean, them just talking about how Dazzler's junk has gotten so much bigger 
junk in her trunk. Like <laughs> her it is juicy so dumper. Uh-huh. A juicy, juicy fuck- dumper. A juicy dumper. Loved it. It's like she's been working and she's been doing weights. It's the least sexy way to refer to an ass. Uh, a I'm sure uh-huh. I can find oh, a less sexy so way to do it. D- I dare you. Challenge. challenge that was the one panel that made Clark the smile. The juiciest shit box. Oh, God. Uh, the uh, ecto cooler. Recto cooler. There you go. You did it. Yeah. Uh, So my issue, and I I loved everything that was said, everything that was done very interesting. These are not the right characters to do it. Half Jubilee is totally wrong here. That's my only. It's not the right. And and my my, one of my big deals as dramaturgy and stuff like that is: Does this feel believable? Mm -hmm. Does this the voices feel right? This does not feel right for her at all. Dazzler doesn't feel right. The only one that really feels right in the situation boom, boom. is Boom Boom, because this is this is Boom Boom <laughs> <laughs> in the encapsulation of what Boom Boom has become in Counter- the last twenty Counterpoint. years. Counterpoint: Yes, it's not accurate to Jubilee, but it is much better than Jubilee. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. that's yeah. not a counterpoint. That's okay. just an, so, an, an unrelated but correct statement. So <laughs> could we just keep Jubilee like this? Like this? I mean, but I guess well. <laughs> She just isn't with her child right now. Maybe this is what she's become oh, when she just oh, throws her Shogo, child away. Shogo's in other world. Shogo's yeah. away. She's becoming a dragon. That complete, is, just like slut-shaming mess. That is the only thing that takes me out of it because I think the writing's very funny. The artwork is gorgeous. Like the entire comic, mm-hmm. like works for me. But for but I'm always just looking at this. Like I'm having this hard time separating from like, and they haven't really been in a lot of other issues of like the universe. But I'm just sort of like, this just doesn't. It's. I just wish there was a way for it to really stand alone, divorced from everything else. Because I'm like, I love it, but I'm like, my brain can't get over the hump of like, just fucking have a like, accept it, have a good time. The reason why I really, really dig it, even though I haven't loved a lot of other Leo Williams and stuff, it's uh, right now the X books outside of it are either like caught up in you know yeah. multiple storylines. Judgment Day, obviously, they're all wrapped up in the Krakoa of it all, and it's semi-serious, super serious. Or it's nostalgia porn, usually the Claremont stuff, or mm-hmm. X-Men Legends. This is something that's not either one of those. Yes, it's current continuity, but it's like, it's just fun. It's just fun. It, Even um, though the voices aren't completely right. It reminds me a lot of Killer Queens, actually, yes. reading it. Uh, David Boer, who we talked to, I was just like, yeah, this is all, the exa- it's space. It's crazy stuff happening. Like, all this fucking thing. I'm like, oh, great. Like When we started reading it, it kind of felt like, oh, this is Harley one Harley Quinn and the Phantasmagorical yeah. Hoblet of Goblet of Fire. Uh, <laughs> that that's the title. Uh, I loved that movie. But yeah. I do think the sense of humor has gone in a slightly different direction on its own. It's funny. I think the camp that I enjoy of it is that it really is this kind of B horror movie, vampire, fairy, mirror women from space. Yeah. The minute that they introduced the uh, when they were at the council being like, well, what the fuck are they doing here? I was <laughs> like, was all really right, funny. now I really love this. They keep expanding because we were like, how are they going to make five issues out of this? And I'm like, oh, love it. I'm Do, in. Does the Quiet Council have a does does Doug Ramsey act as like a court stenographer <laughs> so that he has to write down juicy dumpster, dumpster. as part of the minutes? Dumper. 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 Ju- juicy, 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 dum- juicy, juicy dumpster, dumpster is-, is more vile than juicy dumper. <laughs> That's actually my drag name. Juicy, juicy dumpster. dumpster. Juicy dumpster. Well, those are the comics. All right. So juicy dumpster? No, I didn't see her. Yep. <laughs> All right, so we have a new segment, or actually kind of a returning segment. Uh, the boys wanted to call it, what is Kalen Goblin on, or Goblin oh, Queen on? Oh, 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 oh. That's what you wanted to call it. What are you talking about, Kalen? You wanted to... Ryan Krull wanted to call it. He's not here to defend himself, so I'm going to attack him. Uh, AKA, it's the return of Class X, and Class X is where the five of us take a time machine, even though there's only four of us today, take a time machine back to the comics of yore to school you and ourselves on X-Men lore of years past. So for this... 
we went back to the original Inferno, uh, the iconic 1988 storyline, which not only encompassed all of the X-Books at the time, but virtually every single Marvel comic from Thor to the Fantastic Four to Spider-Man. And we did it because uh, Dark Web is coming up. It's a spiritual sequel, as Marvel is calling it. It's going to be a crossover between Amazing Spider-Man and X-Men. It's starting very, very soon. So Inferno is the culmination of years of stories seeded by Chris Claremont, Louis Simonson, and other X-Writers, and many longtime fans like yours truly believe it represents the zenith of the Outback era of the X-Men. So I'll do a quick synopsis, and then I've got some fun little questions for you faggots. Can I ask you a real quick question? Yes. So this is this really the capstone of the Outback era that beyond this point it is some other period? Shit. Because what happens after Inferno is, well... Jubilee gets introduced. Ah. Yeah. One. Two, then it kind of leads into the Siege Perilous when the Ravagers are like hunting them mm-hmm. down. They go to Siege Perilous. They all go like Psylocke becomes uh, the assassin for the hand and a and Japanese woman, you know. Uh, and they throw co- Dazzler aside and uh, Longshot aside. You're out. You're out. You're out. Yeah. And so like the, the X-Men doesn't even become about a team. It becomes more about the concept of the X-Men for a while until... You have like uh, what? Uh, Blue and gold. Li- yeah. Do. yeah, yeah, yeah. What gotcha. leads up to that? So, okay. yes, Inferno really is seen as like this is the apex of, Move, of all yeah. this stuff. I'll do a quick synopsis, and then we're gonna go into some questions for you guys. So, Hell arrives on Earth, specifically New York City, thanks to the machinations of two demons, Sim and Nastir. Uh, their plan revolves around the current ruler of Limbo, Ileana Rasputin, aka Magic, aka Darkchild, Ileana, and, a, and a bunch. That's exactly right, and a bunch of kidnapped babies to create a gateway to Limbo. Nastar makes a Faustian side deal with Madeline Pryor, a.k.a. the Goblin Queen, to cast a spell that creates a permanent bridge between Limbo and Earth. In exchange, he's going to locate her son, Nathan Christopher, the once and future Cable. Speaking of Madeline, Miss Pryor, if you're nasty, we find out that she's a clone of Jean Grey, thanks uh, to uh, uh, what uh, the machinations of perennial X-Men villain and queer icon, Mr. Sinister. He created uh, her and arranged for a marriage with Cyclops because he's because of his obsession with the Summers and the Gray families. Internalized homophobia is what I Yeah, <laughs> Machinations. Yeah, a lot of machinations. I said machinations a lot. Mansonations. So uh, after the potatoes are done cooking, you machinate them <laughs> and add butter. You're really obsessed with Thanksgiving. Uh, other heroes get involved in the event through their own little corners in Marvel Universe. Spider-Man, like a parochial idiot, thinks that Mysterio is behind Inferno. Oh and he spends a good chunk of the crossover fighting a demonized hobgoblin. The event uh, culminates through normalcy being restored. Yay. Ileana being de-aged back to a kid. I guess cool. Mm-hmm. Madeline sacrificing herself. Yeah. Boo. And the combined forces of X-Men and the original X-Factor, who are also coincidentally the original X-Men, <laughs> taking taking down Mr. Sinister. All right. So we're not going to talk about how we felt about it. I've got some questions for all of you. I mean, yeah. you did give the the meh and the oh guess and boo about things, which <laughs> my main takeaways are you got rid of two of the best characters with a meh and a boo with Madeline, Madeline and and Ileana. Ileana. Yeah. Ileana. They are the, they're, they are the they are the driving force for this. And and the, the dragging force and removing them was uh, a very poor choice. Yeah. So, yes, and the X-Books suffered for them after they, they were both gone. Uh, all right, questions. First, I'm yeah. starting with you, Adam. Adam, right. ready. you love doing drag. Yeah. If you did yeah. drag as the Goblin Queen, which song would you perform to? Ooh, um, not hot stuff? No. <laughs> <laughs> sisters. I'm a li- sisters. Well, yeah, sisters. I mean, Toxic is a really good one. She's a v- like, at least at this point in lady time. Lady Marmalade. She's a pretty toxic <laughs> lady, Madeline. You also got the red hair. She's a pretty toxic person. You Fire. could do the motorcycle part of Oh, toxic. yeah. Uh, yeah, because like, 
She's, I mean, I don't, they definitely wrote her as like, and she has reason to be unhinged, but like, boy, was she pretty unhinged by the time she like got The correct to answer this. is Paul, Paul Abdul, cold-hearted snake. Oh, is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it too on the nose to have like devil woman? Dude. Or uh, Venus. Banana Rama Venus. Venus is a good one. Oh, yeah. what Something about, very What, what was about, really uh, sexual back in the 80s? Yeah. Uh, 80s? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, like Venus. a prayer would be good. Uh, yeah. Squidward Nose by Cupcake. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Next question. Brent, what would compel you to sell your soul to a demon like Nastar? I've thought about this a lot. I don't know. Anything. <laughs> I don't, it's kind of like selling your soul is worth itself because then you're, you know that there's heaven and hell. So like if I can start to make the deal, then I know that there's heaven and I, I'd absolutely heaven. never make the deal. You would talk yourself out of it and the demon just gets bored. Well, and what's, walks what's away. it worth? Cause there's it's, a it's heaven and for that reason I'm out. Look, <laughs> the one thing about souls that I thought was really interesting in this was, uh, when, um, the hobgoblin tried to sell his soul to Nastier, and he's like, "Why the <laughs> fuck would I want your soul? <laughs> yeah, your ugly ass ratty soul." Do you think the devil would want your soul? Yes, but not that hard. <laughs> he's like, "I'm not gonna make a deal." It's yeah. like, uh, it's take like, it, take it or leave it. It's the junk bond of souls, is what Brent is saying. <laughs> I mean, I would, I'd want to know what heaven and hell were like. You want to take a tour before you got to yeah, choose? Yeah, hundred percent. I don't yeah. want to be some fake ass tour. I want to see what both are like. Oh, okay. Okay. Airbnb I want God to weeks. come back and be uh, come down and be like, okay, so this is the deal here. So I if forget you the, make your choice. You I gotta, forget about the possibility that heaven sucks. I know. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> heaven <laughs> might be boring as hell. Heaven is <laughs> boring as hell. There you go. Could I make a contingency? Yeah, like, sure. Like, all right, you can get my soul, but I also get to be one of those awesome-ass demons that eats babies. So oh, like, like one the grays? You mean yes. like genes? Oh, my God. So okay. for the rest of my life, I'm like incredibly rich and I live a long time, but... I don't want you just to like torture me. I also want to be a crazy. Do you want demon. the transmode virus too? Because you're asking for a lot. Uh, <laughs> no, but I do want to speak in full sentences. <laughs> Throwing the transmode virus into that storyline was there so was a stupid. Lot going on. <laughs> and na- whenever <laughs> Nanny and Orphanmaker were up, like we don't loved, need this. We don't loved need this. that being tossed <laughs> in for no reason. Next question. All right, Clark. If you were a side character in Inferno, much like Spider-Man, what do you think your side adventure would be? Oh God, I don't know. Just hanging out with some demons, hopefully. All right, Watching perfect. Terrace I have no house. idea. <laughs> what? Yeah, I would. Right. Do, you think it was a good, do you think it was a good use of time to have him just like follow down the Mysterio hole and then it not? What an idiot. It's like, oh, it's got to be Mysterio. Meanwhile, there's like demons actually killing people in the subway. The comics? amount of preview energy that those nine comics, or was it? Yeah, eight comics gave was just so funny. Like, oh, that lamppost became a demon. All right. And then it, literally they go through four different nights and they're like, maybe <laughs> oh, there's another one. And he you're keeps like, getting attacked by these <laughs> random pipes in New York. And he's like, well, there's nothing mechanical there. <laughs> There's no way Mysterio is behind this. Oh, yeah, I have to remember. There's no way Mysterio is behind this because I locked him in jail last night. Best thing that happened in this series, this this crossover, was the Daredevil issues. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're interesting. really they're good. They're gorgeous. I yeah, was very pleased it's with John that. It's John Romita Jr. drawing yeah. it. It's Anne uh, Nascenti. Yeah, I think that's her name. Uh, doing it. All right, Clark, I got another question for you. Mm. So you and I have talked at length, and we even on this podcast, about the thoughty Alex Summers costume, a.k.a. the Goblin Prince, and his loincloth and rock-hard abs. If you could redesign... <laughs> Jesus. That's quite an AKA. Yeah. If you could... Kalen re- came as he was writing this I did. Script. I'm cleaning up my cum right now. If you could redesign a current superhero costume to be extra slutty, whose costume would you redo, and how would you do it? Ooh. 
Um, God, I don't know. It's Fashion Corner with Clark <laughs> White. I want Leech's costume to be no. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my God! No. Awful. Edit that um, out. All right, Cat's Eye's costume, but it's all clothes. She has nothing that's not clothed. <laughs> Even her face. She just in some giant fucking carpet bag. <laughs> It's sexy. sexy. That's sexy. Yeah. sexy. That but she's hot. literally in a bag, so when she walks, she's tripping everywhere <laughs> and she follows. Yes. <laughs> yes. When you're leaving answer. the house, take one thing off and then put on 300. <laughs> <laughs> put a bag over your head. I love it. Okay. Brent, you hated this crossover. Why do you hate fun? No, I'm serious. Uh, just tell us two things you liked about it. For how busy he was, I do think Nastier is a fun villain. It actually did seem like he was trying to play multiple games. He's literally everywhere at once. I, yeah. I like that his plan ultimately involved uh, trying to utilize spells in a programmatic way <laughs> and that he became a living computer of magic. But that ultimately is too stupid to survive. <laughs> yes. So they had to... Was he... So I know up. Sim is a major part within Limbo, but like was Nastier mainly brought up for Inferno or was he like a He was bigger... introduced before, but he was and not... Both of them were. But, uh, right. Yes, but Sim, Sim has a like longer... long history. Yeah, with the Magic miniseries in the early yeah. 80s. There's so. not a lot of continuity for what happens to demons in any specific scenario. Like uh, <laughs> Colossus, did... Colossus is made of iron, so it's supposed to hurt nastier but he fought sim and it had no effect <laughs> whatever small detail uh the other thing that i think is just absolutely iconic is uh dazzler dazzler is just a mess throughout this whole fucking thing. absolutely she starts out attacking uh people for hanging out with long shot when they're just friends <laughs> chill girl yeah <laughs> she as and then when the demon uh when nastier like controls her and makes her do stuff it takes so little for her to be like yes i'm the star i'm the spotlight a spotlight on me why i kill all my friends i don't care again ryan Carl's not here to defend himself can we stop talking about him i thought desler was great she is absolutely great i wish that the two storylines came together it, a little bit better. It, yes. It literally, it, I, I mean, because I liked one and not the other. And this was surprisingly their first... when I rewatched it, yeah. I liked it flipped the teen ones, but I liked the new mutants slash exterminators one, and Same I didn't here. like the main one. I was like, that's my. Well, what's funny? Yeah, when I read it the first time, I was only reading the X Men X Factor stuff. I wasn't reading New Mutants or Exterminators at all, and so I was like, whatever this nonsense yeah. is, because I just like the psychodrama between mm. uh, Madeline and Jean, yeah. and like. Just having the originals like meet up with the Outback era, I think that was just cool to me. But yeah, you're right from a plot perspective, that's a lot better. Did this was know? their this was the first like crossover crossover, right? Where they brought all this together. Or was there other? Yeah, I mean, so there's there was uh they had uh, Mutant Massacre. Massacre before, right. which is kind of a crossover, but not really. It was just more touched on in all the books. Right, and then you had Fall of the Mutants. Which was not really a crossover. It's like like involved people. It was all in one kind of series of issues. The first crossover, as we know them, was um, Extinction Agenda. Yeah. Then this was after. We're just like, what? Extinction Agenda is after Inferno. Right. That was yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You said this as in yeah. Yeah. Extinction Agenda is later. Yeah, it's a little bit later. Because that's like this is chapter one, chapter two is in a different one, chapter yeah. three, chapter four. Because you da, da. could, it's it's interesting from the concept of like you could see the maturing, like you know it was like let's take some notes, let's do this better again next time. Because like part of it was so funny is the ending of New Mutants and Exterminators. It was very much like, what 
which one is I just love that they both kind of and they're like see that other thing in this and that that kind of helps but I'm like but they're both still involved solving the same problem at the end so I was like why the fuck do they're I need off somewhere else <laughs> yeah, right it's now like, yeah. why, they're literally happening at the same time why are you telling me I to mean, read another they issue? were creating the way to do these giant <laughs> yeah. crossovers at like as it's it was they're building a, the plane as they're that's flying that's what I'm saying it's, it's like a great it's like a really interesting template to be like oh this is the first attempt and like seeing what worked what did up so okay great question for you then Adam All right. if you were in charge of adapting Inferno as a Disney Plus series Ooh. How would you do it? What would you cut out? What would you keep? Can I make a quick note? No. I think that if this was being seeded as a story in some other show and then it never came to pass, I think it'd be great. <laughs> just just <laughs> like, oh, it's boy, it's getting hotter. hotter. All these fire hydrants are sure are attacking <laughs> and then they just never did anything with it. That would be my favorite way to I adapt. think you would really have to go. I think you would you'd probably move You'd probably leave out this like I think nastier would actually get kind of left out. I think wow. you would use because I think to me the main stuff that I thought was the most interesting was the psychodrama between with Madeline and like Jean Grey and all the big reveals. Like the, they it got better towards the end because it started picking up. Besides, like there's fucking demon mailboxes in in New York. It's like oh no, there's a real like story and characters to it. The one part that I would like to see kept is that Ileana does create the gap does open it or the bridge creates it open but maybe it's madeline and sim together like you can keep nastier because she was he was more interesting than sim but like i just don't there were so many people involved that you're like what the fuck and then the fact that like sin is like they were two separate big bads or like they kind of whipped around yeah. together but then it's like then there's the ending with sinister and you're like wait why are they fighting him now like do you whip in like, uh nanny and orphan maker at the very <laughs> yeah, end exactly. still i like i didn't realize i thought they mainly got introduced around like gen x time when i was like an original oh, reader. No. and it's so funny to go X-Factor. back into the analogs and be like what the fuck why were they so in everything all the time it just felt weird reading everything and it was like here's all this baby stuff and then these people <laughs> these are also stuff. stealing babies unrelatedly yeah. you know? <laughs> well a lot of it also is the baby the big baby kidnappings of the 80s well the zeitgeist of it honestly is the satanic panic of the 80s and this was like kind of culminating with that stuff so like when i was a kid watching shit on the news about satanic panic and then being like intrigued by it by like this isn't an x-men comic this is kind of fucking weird they're not like fighting the sentinels or magneto or whatever they're like fighting these weird ass demons. None of it makes sense, but it's still kind of cool do to me. Wish... This was also on the anniversary of the Lindbergh baby kidnapping. <laughs> so there's Lindbergh baby fever. <laughs> the I do think too, if you were gonna have Nastar and Sim, they need better costumes. Like I, we, I think it was the way that Nastar was drawn that I was just like, you wouldn't work on television because yeah. it was yeah. a very strange. Okay. Good Clark. If they did it on television, they just use Blasco and not use these two. Potentially, yeah. They would just yeah. be kind of like background monsters or, or, or Mephisto. Point. That's right, Mephisto. Yeah. I forgot about to fucking Belasco too. That's the other one that was that's part of the magic like miniseries. Right? Yeah, he was really the main person. They that wanted she you to know every detail about how Limbo is ruled. But I forgot it's a there parliamentary was so structure. Many. Yeah. And you have but to have an a oligarchy quarrel. as yeah. well, too. Did you know that most and of those babies, most of those babies are dead now? <laughs> oh, because of old age? <laughs> no, in the that the third volume of New Mutants, when they go into like Project whatever fucking wide wake or whatever the fuck attack when they go down to hellscape they go back to hell and all the babies have been trapped there for the last that's horrible oh i thought you were gonna make the joke that the class Uh -uh. was that old that the kids just no 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 like literally (laughs) half of those they all grew up to be teenagers and then half of them were killed off oh geez that's how we got face who showed up in generation x that previous Uh, generation and a few other things all right so adam and clark the three of us uh 
uh, have been playing Marvel Snap for the past couple so of months. I was just about to make this question. So if you could create cards for Sim and Naster, what would their energy and power levels be, and what would be their on-reveal abilities? And today I asked Ryan, uh, Adam to remove me from your chat because I'm no longer playing. <laughs> Our <laughs> little baby's not playing All right, Sam Adam, no then you answer this. I'll answer But that. you can answer it's it, too. It's me now. I think that, well, I feel like Sim has to be a counter to... Iliana, so I I think that someone has to be able to activate the card that ends the three tur- turns. Away yeah, right. Of like seven you turns. can play may, you play him and like it's turn end. It's probably too overpowered because usually it's on one of the locations. But he's got to be some level of counter that, or you just cancel out. You end the turn at six, right? If it's been extended to seven, and then Naster. I don't. I'm trying to think of what. It was like more infection or bridging. Maybe there's a way that he could actually send one of your characters over. To the other side. So, like, if you have a green goblet, this is a lot of deep time. I feel but. like he, I feel like he would be good, like uh, as a bonus multiplier, but on a variety of things. Mm. That he's a bonus multiplier if you have another demon. If you've got, uh, they an, do need uh, more te- of that synergy. techno something. If you have magic, I like that. Any of those. It'd be interesting for Naster though. Is if like it's if they could randomize this and maybe they could figure it out. Like he's like like low cost, high powered, but one out of like whatever chances. Like he just betrays you and like negatives you out, like completely destroys oh, your chance I like wherever that. you play. Because he's just he's uh he is not a reliable ally. Yeah, I do think they need a deck that's like all randomization. I love that. That's yeah. a good idea. Uh, if maybe they'll get to that in phase seven. You or hear whatever. that? Find that character and right. I mean they I just want that one. game to have like the game I play, which it's called Card Underwear and everything or whatever the U stands for. CUE, um, that there's trading and like certain characters are rarer to get, and so people like actually have to trade to get this huge character. Uh, we'll get there. This we'll one, get ju- there. it just it feels I don't know. I'm just it's boring because I'm playing the other one that's much more interesting. Is is like do places have special characteristics? Like if I were to if yeah, you're, the you're, the there is yeah, yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. literally a limbo that extends the turn counter. To all right, seven. Yeah. yeah. So this is a question for all of us, uh, and I'm going to structure this so it's a, a little complex. So yeah. follow along. Safe to say that Madeline's best qualities are her sense of fashion, and she's a lot more interesting than Jean. Her worst qualities is that she's so batshit she's willing to sacrifice her son. Mm-hmm. Let's say Mr. Sinister created a I would cl- sacrifice my son, too. Thank you. Go yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you hate children. I'll throw Tango down a deep, dark well as fast as possible. So that might... Hold on. We, uh, don't, get, don't get spoilers here. Uh, if Mr. Sinister created a clone of the following homo superior person, ooh. what would be their best and worst qualities? So... Brent, I want you to answer that for Adam. Ooh. What would be the clone of Adam, the best and worst? It's not Adam. It's the clone uh, of Adam. Right, right. Don't and take this personally. Sorry. What you're telling I me. want to experience a moment of joy. So you're saying Adam is dead on the moon? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so if it was Adam's best quality would be that he has a dog tango. <laughs> uh, and his worst quality would be that he would deceive andrew into thinking he's worth dating no (laughs) (laughs) all that needs to stop getting polite and start getting Uh, real i don't i don't know i don't i I can't i this is such a weird question i'd have to think about it for a second yeah there's just nothing because adam doesn't have any bad qualities uh, or good ones (laughs) (laughs) it's all very Uh, mid (laughs) well because i don't think of uh, the, the, the two things you described about madeline are that she's got Great fashion, which I don't agree. Her tits are just out. <laughs> and well, you know what? Kaylin's <laughs> fine with fashion. that. Let it happen. Then that she's better than Jean Grey is like she's Love drier it. than a wet log. Like, ah. okay. Wh- well, well how is that a benchmark? All right, so your your clone would never stop cooking. 
they would just decide that that was their lot in life and they were going to well, just do that. Well, I, I actually want Clark to answer that. Oh, good. Because I was going to say, I want Brent's clone to be so shitty at cooking, but <coughs> also knows how to sell it so well that he makes billions of dollars off of it. <laughs> oh, he's Guy Fieri. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh Gal Fieri. Okay, now that's I understand good, the relationship that's, between Gene and That's his good yeah. and bad of it. Got yeah. it. Okay, so you did, you did Brent. Yeah, so, I Adam, you're gonna do Clark. Ooh, Clark's Clark's clone would be the best quality about him is that he would have some of the best high quality entertainment recommendations possible. Like you could just guarantee that anything he recommended to you, you're like you would love it. Anybody like they would just you just instantaneously. Wait, really so my, my his ability was to make people like the weird the I things that he likes. Okay. This is a weird quote, but no. the worst quality is you'd never hear those recommendations because he would never show up. <laughs> 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 he's so late, as it occurs to me, that he just doesn't he arrive. Rather, he's going to be dead by the time he gets to his first appointment. <laughs> I'm so into that. All right, so Brent, you're going to do that for me now. Wait, I just did Adam. I know. Well, well Ryan's well, dead, so do no, it. I, I'm, I'll do Ryan. So you're going to do me. I I don't think I'm good at understanding this concept. How to like? All right, I've got to make you. I mean, evil. mine was different. Mine was a worse version of. Brent. Um, the, yeah. It's just a clone of me that's similar in certain certain ways, but different in other very yeah. Real so flip ways. it if you want. Just make just. Can do I whatever. say like the worst scenario would be if there was a clone of you and you met, <laughs> then you guys like hung out together. <laughs> And then there's two kids. We would, I was we just would, thinking that. Yeah, yeah no. We would kill each other. Yeah. Do you understand that? I don't think you would kill your own clone. I think I, you guys are going, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, we're thinking the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it would be so no, funny. No, I would be like me. texting you guys, can you fucking believe what what Caitlin number two said? <laughs> that fucking pretentious piece of but shit. But he'd be texting us, and you'd both be texting <laughs> each other about geo, what we said. Yeah, he says, if he says geopolitical one more time on Florida, I'll all fucking us, kill him. All of us would have Caitlin two for both of your numbers. <laughs> 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 all right, he can't answer the you, can you do this for Let's me? See. You're, You're good at this. Your best one, if your clone existed and was like a, a, a strong hyper version of some of your best qualities, the world would be working a lot smoother because you are a very intensive project manager. Oh, we'd be living under Kalen fascism. <laughs> so, <laughs> on the bad side, we'd like, be living in Kalen like, fascism. It's pretty good fascism. Yeah. It's <laughs> no, like well it's, run, it's thoughtful, it's inclusive, but it's, it's got to be his way. <laughs> it's the meme of like the futuristic society saying like if uh, the word bussy never got introduced, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then, yeah, we're, I will be worse. The clone would, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't take an opinion for, for you wouldn't take someone else's opinion if, if you could save your life. You, you'd just be the the clone would just be like, no, that's incorrect. Yeah, you would almost be a <laughs> fascist king. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, it's no, it's like when uh, Rick goes to all those universes and they're all Nazis. Doesn't matter, like, yes. like when he gets like reborn in that universe yeah. and he dies. Yeah. So okay, all right. Let me try. Let me take another crack at Adam. If I just like, if I, yeah. it's like you tear him up to eleven. Yes. yes. Yeah. Sure. All right. We're all like the best part. We're all laughing at your jokes. <laughs> the worst part is that it's utter gibberish. It <laughs> does not it's some random much. string of words that we could not possibly relate to another person as an anecdote or joke. <laughs> But we can't help but laugh. Love it. All right. So I'm going to do Ryan's uh, in absentia. So Clone Ryan's best quality is volume control. Ooh. It's very even keeled. But his worst quality is, is he's incredibly boring to be around. Because mm. that's the opposite of Ryan. Oh. Yeah. That's kind of sweet. Uh, I mean, he's exciting, <laughs> but loud as fuck. I know. Uh, all right. So uh, last question. Uh, lightning round of Mary Fuck Kill. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be that he would 
talk very quietly and so you'd lean in and then all of a sudden you'd get very loud <laughs> that's and what he does now that's exactly well, he'd, like... he's at least loud enough for me to stay away <laughs> but then if he was just like whispering and drawing you in with no something. he does that he does like the guttural like bitch and then what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're right it's like a, 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 a R.O. landmine <laughs> yeah i apologize to our listeners for that shriek um so lightning round of mary fuck kill so first one nyaster sim mr sinister mary fuck kill uh, fuck Mr. Sinister, marry Nastier, kill Sam. Yep, that's right. Really? That's the right one I would fuck Sim. I think he's the hottest of all of them. You I would, love a daddy. I would marry Sinister because he's the smartest. And then I'd kill Nastier because Nastier seemed like a dumbass. He just constantly fucked things up all the time because he was too busy spinning his wheels. I don't know. I, I'm used to it. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, next, uh, next grouping, Havoc, Colossus, and Longshot. Kill Longshot, marry Colossus, fuck Havoc. Clark? Um, I think I'd fuck Longshot, actually. And I, I, I don't... I, wait, is this Havoc then or Havoc now? Because Havoc now is undateable. But I Havoc think I'd then. marry ha- Havoc then okay. and kill Colossus. D- side question. Because he right. bores me. He's fucking boring. So this, Iliad, this, long, this Longshot <laughs> is still ostensibly straight, right? Yeah. Okay. He's only got four well, fingers. Long, Keep long, that in mind. straight. Is Shadow Star is queer. Long shot's always straight. Gotcha. Gotcha. I was, I was mixing them up. Yeah. Okay. Well, because uh, they're the father and the son of each other. Right. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah. Mary Colossus, fuck Havoc, kill Longshot. So I do have a if question. You can. I do have a question, though, because the I, it doesn't affect us because we killed Longshot, but for you, Longshot's whole ability is luck. Well, I think, yeah, that's right. I play with you. If you get married, you can't have sex. Um, but if Longshot's yeah, ability I, is I luck, right. <laughs> if Longshot's ability is luck, wouldn't he also just come immediately? Because, like, that's what he's trying to achieve. And no, so he wait, that? that's what? not luck and sex. Luck and How sex. You having sex. Wait, yeah. No, what I'm saying is, no, <laughs> but that's what I'm describing is, like, but I, the idea is that to, uh, in, like, a, a gambling environment. But in a luck sense, it would probably be. It would last well, I forever. Guess, I guess it's his no. motivation sex. Because that's what I'm saying. He wants, like, the body is like, you want to He's cup. just getting lucky. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, but Longshot's luck, let's say luck sex, Jesus, um, power <laughs> sex is that it's like immediate luck. Because clearly the fact that he gets constantly taken back to Mojo World all the time or had been for a while yeah. and been mind controlled again, is that's not luck. Because he's just too busy coming fast. Yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> what's the next one? All right. So next one, Madeline Pryor, Jean Grey, Storm. I think this is an easy one. How dare you? <laughs> Killing Jean Grey? Yeah. I think uh, I'd, I'd kill Madeline Pryor, Jean Grey, and fuck Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Storm. <laughs> no, right I mean, fu- it's fuck, kill Mary. I mean, yeah, fuck Madeline Pryor. I don't want to marry her. She's too unstable. Yeah, of course. And she's going to ch- kill her child. Y'all child. I no. mean, not We're going to all marry no, no, Storm. No, buddy, like, you can't fuck Storm. Know, Storm fucks you. I feel yeah, like right. if, if, I, right. if I killed Jean Grey, she'd like love me forever, though. So maybe I'll switch it. Oh, she'd just come back? Like, yeah, that is next. true. She, she, no, no I mean, if Jean Grey dies, then Madeline would be like forever so into it because she, she could be the only one again. Isn't uh, she a great person to have in your corner, though? She's fucking unhinged. <laughs> She's like tits out, baby. Yeah. All right, last one. The demonic fire hydrant, the demonic mailbox... And the demonic subway train. Mary fuck them all. Oh, you know what? I'm so mad about the demonic mailbox. So he sits there and he, he is upset with people <laughs> because they don't have the right postage. And he says he's a government post 
postage box. Does he work for the government? Does he have a mentality that as a posted demon postage box, he's supposed to do the job of post people and he eats someone and then uses that person ironically as a stamp. That's not what mailboxes do. <laughs> what does he think? Who? This is not how Demo- mailboxes. Demons What's the point are not reliable narrators. What's the point of this? B- chaos. B- chaos. I, it's I the like, dumbest bug bunny bit I've ever seen. I like how quickly he goes from like limbo politics to now seemingly want to work for the U.S. government. Yeah. <laughs> Similar. Hey, they, they were on a lot of cocaine back then. <laughs> <laughs> right. I want to put my hat in the ring for the uh, de- demonic elevator. Oh, they yes, that's an another entire one. entire family. Yeah. Just Lava. children blood everywhere. Yes, that's right. Uh, let me answer your question with a question. Is the Empire State Building getting bigger? <laughs> <laughs> it's bigger than the World Trade Center. Well, it's getting, that's so topical. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, well, good for you, Inferno. You're old. Everyone should read the 4,700 ep- issues that are involved. It's a with lot. This. It's a lot, but I'm glad I reread it. So that's been our class X. And now we're going we to hope you learned something. Class dismissed. <laughs> yeah. Class. Here you, go. Uh, you hear that sound. And as always, we like to wrap up with a little something we call plug me daddy, where each of us gets a chance to quickly highlight something that we've read, seen, heard, or experienced and wanted to share with you. Our little homos. I was going to try to do it and go. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of scatological like humor in this episode. By yeah, the way. we do chart the stars. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? Who's got something to plug? Kaylin, you're holding a book in your hand. Why don't you go first? Yeah. So uh, I went to my favorite comic store in Houston when I was visiting my family. And what is I that be- called? It's called Bedrock Comics. Okay. It's a very great store, um, and it's really well laid out, and they have a lot of cool shit there. So I got the um, uh, a biography of Keith Haring, the story of his life. Keith Haring was a queer artist. You've seen a lot of his uh, work. It's done uh, 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 like an advocacy support of AIDS and HIV awareness. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the illness took him. Uh, and uh, he's just phenomenal. I just love his style very much. It's by a creator named Paolo Parisi. I have not started reading it, but the uh, art is gorgeous. And it's got this very like 80s monochromatic uh, look to it. Uh, I can't wait to read it. Nice. That's what I'm plugging. Uh, my plug is for a documentary on Hulu that came out a couple of years ago called The Amazing Jonathan Documentary. And it follows a uh, comedy math, uh, comedy magician, The Amazing Jonathan, and his announcement that he's dying from a terminal illness. And the documentary starts to kind of spiral out of control. Um, and I'm not going to reveal how, but... Mm. The thing about the documentary is that it's constantly wondering how it's going to work as a documentary, and it becomes a very interesting reflection about the way that documentaries are done today and how much they can ignore and abuse the people who oh. are within their their stories yeah. and how you actually craft a documentary in the first place. I so I think it's a, it's a funny, interesting story about a complex, confusing person but also a good documentary about documentaries. The Amazing Jonathan documentary. Well, I keep saying the word documentary. Ah, yeah. Uh, Clark, you want to go? Um, I it's, it's just what I do all the time, but my movie DC every single Christmas is Muppets Christmas Carol. And so obviously it's on Disney Plus. Watch the shit out of it. I love it. Um, it's going to be at the AFI uh, Silver Theater and Cultural Center in Silver Spring, Monday the 19th through February, December 23rd. And they have re-added one scene that they couldn't find for years. Like oh. They deleted a scene. It was like the... The Love We Had song, which like the whatever young yeah. Scrooge's girlfriend, almost <laughs> wife's name, she sings. But they cut it out when never we'll get into theaters because people would think it was boring. 
and everyone loved it. They loved the song that still existed, but then they removed it. So now they finally found it after it was wow. just vanished for like five for twenty years to like three years ago. And so yeah, they're going to show it with that included, and I'm definitely going to do it at some point. So December nineteenth or twenty third at Ace Eight. Go stalk Clark. Go find him. <laughs> yeah. yeah Wait, December nineteenth through what date? Twenty third. Through twenty third. Okay. All right. Good to um, know. AFI. I will plug. Uh, this past weekend saw a little ditty called The Menu. I really want it to see it. It is a black horror comedy. Um, black comedy horror. I don't know how to fully describe it, but. It is very good. It is don't go there for the screams, the squeamish, the scares. Like it's just a really well fucking done movie. Don't want to spoil anything. So funny if you like anything about critic culture, restaurant culture, just so on and so forth. It's such a strange um, bird, but the entire time I was I was living for it. And so I would just highly recommend um, if you have any interest in like indie comedy horror or whatever, go see it. It's it's excellent. Yeah. All right. That's been our episode. Make sure you check out our review of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. We talk about all the dick related controversies as well <laughs> as more substantive stuff. You can find us on Twitter at Homo Superior X and Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast. We've been Homo Superior, the only podcast where you get to play Mary Fuck Kill Kill Kill. <laughs> Bye. Bye.